Friday and it's 40. It's the 40th episode of Rush Hour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. And with uh, Amukta. Oh, and Nicole. <laughs> what an anniversary, guys. Yes. We always forget each like 10 episode landmark. So I think I'm, I'm happy I remember this time. In the next 10 episodes, we'll have our 50th anniversary or yep. episode anniversary. And That's. Maybe we'll plan something for then, but today we Ooh. have the same we have the same schedule and show going on. Yep. So same schedule that you all surely definitely love. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're not like making your your Friday or bringing it down a notch. But <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, with the same schedule, we are still gonna do a bunch of news for this week. This week. This oh my gosh! This week <laughs> didn't seem like a very news-filled week. That's true. It also felt like a really, really long week, despite not having Monday for uh, as a school yeah. day. <laughs> I thought every day was Friday this week, but now oh it's finally here. So yes. that's nice. I'm so glad. But with news again, like I said, there wasn't anything like too big. Although the annual March for Life to protest Roe v. Wade kicked off in Washington, D.C. for the first time. This is the first time since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and the right to abortion. And these marches have gone on since 1973 when the U.S. legalized abortion across the country. Wow. So they've been going on for, what is that, like... Half a century. That's like 50, 50 years. years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess this is the 50th anniversary of that. I'm not sure if we should celebrate it. <laughs> I'm I'm not celebrating <laughs> it. But um, some facts about that is that Donald Trump was the first abortion-opposing president to attend the march. There had been, like, since 1973, there were, like, one or two other presidents who opposed abortion, but they mm-hmm. never attended. Um until Trump. And when it started in the 70s, it was primarily Catholic, but over time it has turned into more pluralistic religion-wise uh-huh. with Protestants, secular groups, Jews, and a bunch of people of other faiths marching, um, as well as a lot of groups from Christian high schools and colleges like the Notre Dame Pro-Life Club. Notre Dame has a pro-life club? Yeah, I okay. saw. I they had. I saw a picture. They had sweatshirts and everything, like oh. neon yellow. Oh, okay, <laughs> it was it was something. Um, but they're a big part of the march as well. And even though protesters achieved their aim of overturning Roe, which has been their their aim for the past fifty years of this protest, their mm-hmm. main goal. Even though they achieved it, they say that it was just the beginning, um, and they continue to protest to try and completely ban abortion nationwide. So. Wow. Okay. Um, I wonder what Notre. I wonder what Notre Dame's like opinion is. Not just. I know. I'm just, I'm just I'm, curious. <laughs> I don't think like, I'm not sure. Like as a whole school, I just know that like. Every school has like a bunch of clubs and a bunch of different views from mm-hmm. all of them. So that's just one of their clubs, and they they flew down from Indiana to Ooh. DC to march. <laughs> and honestly, I wouldn't have picked this 
this story if there had been better news stories this week. Okay. I just don't think, like, <laughs> I don't know. But it it actually is something. It's informative. It's it's informative. I'm not sure if it's the information we, like, like to push out. But yeah. it's informative, and it can, it can get you thinking about your views and everything. Right. So... <laughs> Yeah, that is that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess this next story is also a little bit political, but I think most things these days are very political because we are constantly in conflict with other countries or conflict within ourselves. Um, but last week, William J. Burns, the director of the CIA, traveled to Kiev for a secret consultation with Zelensky, the Ukrainian uh President or Prime Minister? I keep President. President, right. Okay. Um, the trips they found out, or like the media has found out, it, um, have been periodic. And the U.S. officials are generally very tight-lipped when it comes to this subject. They don't want to say too much in press interviews. Um, but what we do know is that the USA claims to know more about Russia's forces um, than Ukraine and are offering this information to Ukraine to help in their advances. advances um, because I believe it was uh, early this week late last week when Russia had its first victory in a long time against Ukraine on the eastern border, on one of the eastern um, points of the border. Mm-hmm. So um, they, I think the U.S. also gave them billions of dollars a, a little while ago to support their war efforts. Um, and some of the Ukrainian officials have said that um, they believed it was going to last them a long time. But with these periodic trips, now people aren't too sure what's going on with that. You know, I I saw, I did see a lot of news about Russia and Ukraine today mm-hmm. and that war. And I saw something that was saying that U.S. was giving Ukraine $2.5 billion right. more. More? Okay. Although now that you're like talking about it, it might have just been talking about the past but it definitely does seem to be helping them a lot yes it does yeah um it's been it's been a little while actually has it been a year oh it'll be starting in february yeah it'll be a year in february um but i also know this is causing a lot of political unrest in america because a lot of officials are opposing the fact that the u.s government is giving the government's money to another country and they don't really like that so there's been conflict with that as well um, but yeah, <laughs> we can just never, we can never have peace. <laughs> um, no, I, I think no matter how hard, um, s- there's like certain groups of people who are like, we will fight for peace and everything. But in truth, I don't know if that's like a reality. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> just like the way I don't, yeah, with everybody has their own opinions about what we should do with everything and. I don't think anybody will ever, like, everybody agrees. Yeah, that, that, no, you're right, that won't happen. <laughs> um, again, more politics. <laughs> Very heavy. <laughs> Very heavy in politics today. Uh, this is more about Florida. Florida's Ooh, been in the news fun. a lot. Um, especially Governor Ron DeSantis and his administration. Um, for one... DeSantis is currently pushing to permanently ban both mask and vaccine mandates across the entire states. 
or across the entire state of Florida. Uh-huh. And but that's not very surprising ever since the COVID nineteen started. He's voiced his opinions about that and this very much follows all of the opinions and stuff he's tried to do across a pandemic pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um but Something else his administration has done this week is reject the addition of AP African American Studies in Florida schools because they say this is because, quote, it is inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. What is contrary is, to Florida law, though? What is the Florida the law? Teach, okay, <laughs> let me tell you. So these laws that are talking about, that they're, like, talking about in the statement are ones that have been generated in the past few years of DeSantis's govern, govern, governorship. I'm really <laughs> struggling to talk today, guys. I'm so sorry. But in 2021, the state made a law banning teaching about critical race theory and educational curriculum which critical race theory explores the history and present impacts of systemic racism in uh-huh. the U.S. And it, that same law also banned material from the 1619 Project, which reframes American history around the arrival of slave ships in the country. So there was a lot of banned material <clears throat> for Florida state schools. And there have also been other bills signed, like restricting Florida, how... Florida schools can talk about race as well and stuff like that. So this is like following a lot of stuff that's been like this in the past. Um, And yeah, it's nothing new and there could be more of it in the future, which is pretty, pretty disappointing. It seems like they're trying to push slavery and like race out of existence. Uh, Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I'm not really sure they're, what, yeah, what that's going through their minds and what like their actual goal of all of this is to not talk about it. I mean, I, it it's history, so I know it's I yeah that's strange, um, but yeah, like not informing, even in like especially in in elementary schools and like early schools, I think it's really important because. What you learn when, like, you're in elementary school is, like, your views, like, like that shapes your views for the rest of your life because you're young then. And And it's it's important, like, to know what's happened in the past and, like, carry it forward with a conscious mind. Exactly. why would you try to hide something that, like, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this, but I just think it's so strange. I know. And, like, all of everything in the past is everywhere it's all over media and it's not Mm -hmm. like not teaching about it in schools is gonna make these kids like not know the existence of systemic racism like they're definitely gonna hear about it Mm -hmm. and it's better if they learn about it in school because that's like an educated view versus like online when they see like memes about racism exactly (laughs) no yeah their their (laughs) ideas and their views are definitely gonna be shaped by a lot of like external factors mm-hmm. that the state cannot control so i don't think it like even with whatever the state's trying to do i don't think it helps them right in any way it doesn't yeah. help anybody mm-hmm. but yeah florida 
I don't know. Florida's don't been, know. A, been a <laughs> weird place. My opinion on the state. Florida and Ohio have been weird places for oh, a long time. Yeah, Ohio. <laughs> Although, I don't think Ohio does any of this. No, Ohio's just a different kind of strange. But. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, to start with speed news, temperatures in Yakutsk, Russia. Russia. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. But... This is apparently the coldest city in the world, and the temperatures plunged to negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit this week. Oh my god. Which is insane, but even, like, with the cold temperature, residents still, like, went outside to go to work and run errands, and they did not seem... (laughs) They just lived their everyday life. There were, like, interviews of the residents, and they did not seem phased at all. (laughs) Okay. I guess when you're the coldest city in the world, this isn't... This isn't that big, but wow. still, negative 80 Fahrenheit. That's pretty insane. Um, next, 31 states so far have restricted TikTok on government devices, and this has been called for both Democrats, oh, called for by both Democrats and Republicans because of new security concerns of how the platform handles user data. This is like the this is, same as like we were talking about Seattle. The, the lawsuit, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same, but with government. I don't know. <laughs> TikTok is just bringing up problems everywhere recently. <laughs> um, other problems are that this week, Microsoft announced that it is reducing its staff by 5%, which, <gasps> like, with 10,000 job cuts oh because of growing economic uncertainty. Oh. And this is, like, after Amazon had all of their right, job right. cuts. So. Amazon announced it, like, the day before Christmas or something. Right. That was that was like an awful present for so many people. I know. Yeah, a lot of these huge companies are just getting rid of so many people because of yeah, economic uncertainty of the wow. country. Everybody's unsure right now. Um next, David Crosby passed away recently. Um he was part of a legendary rock band called Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um you've probably heard some of the songs. Um like, sometime or another, like, in elementary school when they would play, like, fun songs in P.E. or something. It was probably <laughs> one of them. Or, like, on the playgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> I love, they, my, my elementary school would always play um, It's Raining Tacos on the oh, playground. I love that song. I, <laughs> I hated that song oh, yeah. so much, but it was always playing. Um, maybe they played some David Crosby too. I heard that he's the like one of the best guitarists. That's what I've ever. heard as well. Yeah. So it's pretty good. And rest in peace. He died yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, with better music news, <laughs> one more. Madonna has announced a new tour starting July fifteenth in Vancouver, BC. <gasps> I know. And there will be two shows in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena, the second and third show of the entire tour, tour actually. Um, They're on Tuesday, July 18th and Wednesday, July 19th. Oh, that's, oh wait, that's this year. This year, yeah. Tickets are going to go on sale really, really soon. And the one on July 19th was just added. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, you should get your tickets and go see Madonna live. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that is all of the... 
I guess Madonna's good news, but we have had some not so good news today. And we don't really like having a ton of sad news. Or like and politics heavy and news. And politics heavy news. So we are going to introduce a little bit a new segment on happy news because uh, it's yeah. Friday. And mm-hmm. you deserve to end Friday on a good note. Yep. These are just some wholesome, lighthearted stories that right. just make you feel good. Um, starting up with a Duncan employee in Ohio, of all places. Ooh, we were just talking about that. <laughs> um, is expressing her gratitude after a Christmas miracle happened to her. Um, this employee's name is Ebony Johnson. Um, but a woman that she befriended in the drive-thru at Duncan. Um, ended up gifting her a fully furnished homes. Uh, sorry, a fully furnished home. Uh, the person who gifted it to Ebony is Suzanne Burke, and she found out that Ebony recently was evicted from her home. So she surprised her with with the with the fully furnished house, and yeah, <laughs> that's actually so nice. That's yeah, like, that's so much better than Amazon's gift. I <laughs> know. Christmas gift of getting laid off. <laughs> I. Yeah, that's really nice. And from yesterday, there was a missing dog that warned his family of um, danger of a house fire. And he literally, like, saved their lives. He saved them from this house fire by warning them. And um, he was just recently reunited with them. That's amazing. It's a pretty short story. It happened in Virginia. So not Ohio, <laughs> but yeah, it's so, it's really sweet and it's a really cute dog. And that's just one of the many reasons that you should get a pet. Yes. You should get a dog. Animal stories are so wholesome. I love them so much. It could save your life one day. Yes. <laughs> my dog doesn't look like he'd save my life, but I, I trust. <laughs> my dog. Yeah. My dog's a little psychotic, <laughs> but maybe he'd save my life. I don't know. Better be safe than sorry. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we that is the end of our news today. And we do have one more segment. Yeah. Um today is National Cheese Lovers Day. And Oh. Yeah. Okay. I personally love cheese. So to celebrate, I went around asking people what their favorite type of cheese is. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Just to celebrate today. <laughs> so, we have a little compilation of you or er, for you and <laughs> Yeah, let's just get into it. What is your favorite cheese? I'm a sucker for a good brie cheese. Like, my dad, he'll text me. He'll be like, there's a cheese plate out, and he'll say in a different text that there's brie because he knows I'll come for the brie. Like, I'm going to go eat the brie. Tillamook medium cheddar block cheese that you cut yourself into slices. I would say Beecher's cheese. I eat American cheese probably the most on just sandwiches and stuff, so I'll say that. My favorite type of cheese is goat cheese by far. It's so good. Well, me personally, I don't like eat cheese plain, but like I love a good mozzarella on a good cheese pizza. I like a good pepper jack cheese. I like the shredded cheese that you get at KFC, like the Kroger brand. It's hard to pick between like smoked Gouda or like brie cheese. I'm going to have to go with smoked Gouda. I like cheddar cheese. Either Parmesan or cave-aged Gruyere. I'm a fan of the Trader Joe's string cheese. My favorite cheese is cream cheese. What kind of bagel? Plain. Well, my ultimate favorite type of cheese is the type of cheddar cheese melted into a really tasty grilled cheese sandwich. 
But if I'm talking about a cheese board, I think Gouda would be my favorite. I think my favorite cheese is Gouda. And it's even in the name. It's it's good. It's Gouda. That's what it says. And and to really get specific, I like smoked Gouda. And if you've ever been to the Netherlands, you would agree. I've eaten cheese in the Netherlands, and it's Gouda cheese, and it, it, it's, it's just a winner. It, you can do just about anything with that. Or you can just eat it just cheese. And it's one of the few cheeses that on its own is really, really a pleasure to eat. All right. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I hadn't, I had honestly forgotten about a lot of cheeses yeah, before, that... before interviewing everybody. I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, just mozzarella, cheddar. And then I, I heard all these names and I was like, wow, there's options. <laughs> there is a lot of options. I know that I heard Gouda Gouda was, seems to be really popular, which I've had a few Goudas before, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's like my absolute favorite cheese. Do you want to know what it is? I do. I absolutely love, this is probably one of my favorite foods besides burritos, (laughs) but baked brie is like one of my absolute favorite things. And baked brie on, like, a cracker with some roasted garlic onion jam. That sounds really good. Is <laughs> the one of the best things I've ever tasted. It's I, so simple, but so good. I've never heard of that before, but it, the combination just makes me want to try it. I know. It's a little combination that I just made myself <laughs> probably one of my best inventions i'll wow, ever make but it okay. is really good do you have a, do you have a favorite cheese well i am very basic i love mozzarella but um if i were to get a little fancy i think on top of crackers or like in small little bits gouda and um parmesan are pretty good oh yeah i heard cream cheese in there somewhere so i, I, I like know. strawberry <laughs> cream cheese a lot i don't know if that counts <laughs> I think it counts. I like I like a good cream cheese on my everything bagel. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. a good way to start the morning. Mm-hmm. Also, Parmesan like on pasta and mozzarella on pizza. Yes. Cheese is just so diverse, and you can put it on anything, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to celebrate um, National Cheese Lovers Day with us, you can eat some cheese tonight. Maybe for dinner, maybe as an appetizer, make a little charcuterie board. <laughs> if you have baked brie, you probably don't have baked brie sitting around, but mm, yeah. <laughs> baked brie on a cracker with roasted onion garlic jam is so good. That and I highly really recommend good. it. But yes, that is all we have for you today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, next week is finals week at mihs Ooh, and right. we, oh stress <laughs> i know so <laughs> depending on that we can probably still do a show so right on yeah Thursday. so we will probably be back we might be a little stressed but you will still be able to hear us mm-hmm. next friday same time same place here on kmih 89 the bridge and until then, just keep listening.